This has nothing to do with this um, podcast, but the Philadelphia 76ers are in first place, and Joel Embiid is the best player in the league right now, even the MVP. Hit my music. All right, so on today's episode, I have Caroline Gora, who is a personal trainer, yoga instructor, and also has her own fitness apparel line. So I'm going to go ahead and bring her in. Hey. Caroline, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing good. How's the, how's the weather up that way? Warmer, warmer. I'd say it's about eight degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but... That still sounds cold. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know Better than minus either. forty. <laughs> yeah, we we had a um, had a big snow like in Arkansas like two weeks ago. We got like where I live, we got like twelve inches, which is unheard of. Yeah, it it was it was crazy. Like it was it snowed like a bunch on Monday, and then it snowed again like on Wednesday. It was insane. That's I don't know what's that's crazy. The, the that first, is crazy. The first two days was fun, but after that, it was like, all right, I'm 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 over this. <laughs> a couple days of snow, like, yeah, is fine. Uh, six months is is really starts to get to you. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, thank you again for uh for taking time out of your schedule and joining me. Hey, I appreciate it. Having me. So I wanna um I wanna start with with an easy easy question. So how did you get started in the in the fitness industry? Um, so I've always been a pretty active kid, teenager, that sort of thing. Um, but it wasn't until I was in college, I think I was 20, 21, I started to do like, I don't know how I found body rock, but I started to do like the high intensity interval training (laughs) and, uh, started to go to the gym a little bit. And then I ended up getting an office job because like right out of college, because I took business admin. And I thought, you know, and my parents thought a a job in the office is is just steady income, benefits, that sort of thing. So I just went into it. And uh, but at lunchtime um, and I actually met my best friend at the insurance industry I was working in or the insurance office. And, you know, I I would take her out and I'd be like, hey, let's go for a run. Let's go do a workout in the park. And I really like doing that. And I actually roped in a few other coworkers, too. So um, in the back of my mind, I was always like, ah, this is really fun. And, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really realize that could be a job potentially for me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I ended up quitting the insurance job because office work is not my jam. Um, I went to California for six months and I came back. I was like, hey, I have to figure something out. I'm not going back to the office. I don't want to do that. And I ended up just getting my ACE certification. And Yeah. That's how I got started. It was just I wanted to teach people. I always wanted to help people and fitness industry just seemed to make sense. So so you lived in California for a little while? Yeah, yeah. So first I went there to visit for six months and then I ended up doing or getting a work visa and 
living there for about three years. So no snow for three years. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what part of uh, Canada are you from? Uh, Calgary, Alberta. Okay. North. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So in in the in the fitness industry, there comes you know like a point in in all of our careers where it's like something we want to focus on. You know, some people do CrossFit, some people do like postnatal training, some people mm -hmm. do you know other things. How did you like specifically get into like yoga? Is your is your thing? Yeah. Um. You know, I like the idea of weight training and and doing high intensity interval training with clients. But there was there was just I just I didn't feel like my heart was fully in that. And there was a small section of my um, personal training certification that had to do with yoga. And I was like, OK, well, I'm a practitioner. I've practiced yoga for about over eight years. And it was just something that always made my mind and body feel so just at ease right after class. And I wanted to help others also get into that mindset of just staying in the zone and you know you could do the same thing with training but it's just mm -hmm. something with yoga really struck me as is is just really fascinating and i wanted to get into it and so um but it was always expensive i didn't have the time or made these excuses <laughs> and um <laughs> and then i when i came back to canada i ended up um saving some money because i was going to move to australia last february and that didn't happen. So I was like, you know what? No excuses. I have the time. I have the funds. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and get it my yoga certification. And I ended up getting it through Vancouver online um, with Naked Truth. So and okay. it just all made sense. After I finished that, I was like, yep, this is this is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time. And I, I love it. So is so the process getting your yoga certification? Is that similar to like personal training? So with ACE, I just did it online and there wasn't a lot of like assistance from the school or mm -hmm. the, the certification place. With yoga teacher training, it was, I think it was eight weeks. And we did, we had our modules online and then we would do a three hour Skype call on Friday or Zoom call and a three hour one. So we did six hours on the weekend on a Friday and a Saturday of like hands-on, well, not hands-on, but like face-to-face <laughs> -face training. And we yeah. practiced with uh, our little student groups and that sort of thing. So it was a lot more involved. Yeah. Is is being a, a yoga teacher like easier or difficult than you could have imagined? Like, what are your thoughts on it? It's, um, it's definitely, I don't know if it's more, it's, it's a lot of uh, like you, it's, it's just like training. You have to focus on your practice in addition to also coming up with classes for students mm -hmm. as well. And, and I, I think it's a little bit, since it's a little bit newer, it's a little bit more intense to me than training because um, you, you need to come up with a class that flows, that has a theme. Um, you don't have to, but it's like, it's nice to have like a framework yeah. of what you're going to be working, um, what you're going to be, are you going to be you know, working on hamstrings, the flexibility, are you going to be working on improving posture? And it all has to make sense and flow. And, um, you know, while you're doing it, you need a cue and remember to tell them to breathe. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's, it's like a dance, right? It's like coaching someone to dance. Mm -hmm. So, but. So yeah. I, I, a 
couple of years ago, I took a yoga class. I <laughs> had no idea <laughs> what I was getting myself into because I didn't like know at that time there were like different types of yoga. I thought it was all yeah. the same. And I thought yeah. like it was like I see on TV is just people, you know, doing poses, just relaxing. Yep. So I got in there. It was a bunch of so I'm, you know, was an instructor and I just wanted to take a class just because I've never been on that side, you know, yeah. taking the class. So I'm the only guy in there. So all oh. the women made me get in the front of the class. And it was like the yoga where you like hold the poses and oh. it, it, it was it was tough. Like it was extremely, extremely tough. Yeah. I, I was like legs were wobbly. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing that I, you know, I'm, this is insane. This isn't the class that I wanted. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to go in there and get some mindfulness and, you know, relax and put my mind in other places. But the whole time I was trying to concentrate on not falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you remember to breathe and then your legs. Yeah, 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 you don't yeah, want to yeah. fall over on the person next to you. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. going on at once in some classes. That's for yeah. sure. So, so what types of like yoga are you certified in or, or like what types of classes can you teach? Um, so vinyasa, which is, um, a little bit of a, you move with your breath, right? So it's very, it's a lot of constant movements, um, a little bit of a quicker pace, definitely work up a sweat, get your heart rate up. I mean, it's not like a cardio class, but it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. it's got some, you know, you're moving, you're sweating. Um, there's yin, which is something that maybe, maybe you would have liked better <laughs> where you're holding, um, seated poses for anywhere between three to 10 minutes, some poses for as long as 20 minutes. And um, then there's yang yin, which is a mixture of strength. So the yang is you're holding certain strength poses for a set amount of breaths. Mm -hmm. And then you finish off with yin, deep stretch and relaxation, which is a really nice restorative type of flow. You're just either on your back or you're seated. Great for people with like injuries or if you wanna just get a good night's sleep. And also yoga fusion, which is a mixture of um, you're using yoga poses mm -hmm. and you're using resistance bands and weights at the same time. So it's kind of like a yoga fitness class, which, gotcha, which is really gotcha. fun. Um, and yeah, I think that's all right that I could think. Oh, and kids yoga. Haven't gotten into that yet, but that'd be fun to teach. How is the, cause obviously we're in, we're in two different countries, but how is the, the pandemic like affected like your yoga? Like, do you just do any in-person classes now? I haven't started yet. So we, there, some studios are only, some of them are closed permanently. Um, and then some of them are only doing a certain set amount of people, like a, like a cap on their capacity. Okay. And low intensity. So even the gyms are open at low intensity. So it's more restorative. There's no hot yoga, that sort of thing. I haven't even started working at a studio since I got certified. I've just been doing it online. Mm -hmm. um, but I think once the restrictions start lifting up a little bit um, more, I'd like to, I'd love to teach at a studio. But that's basically, how is it over there for you guys? Um, it's it's still some some places are open completely. Others are like, um, you know, they got restrictions. You got to wear mask and, and yeah. you know, distance and stuff like that. But That's I haven't cool. been to an actual like a big gym in like over a year. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to do, you know, got a wife and kids. So I'm trying to take whatever precautions, you know, necessary with, with totally. this stuff. Cause this, it's insane. I don't know how it is in Canada, but it is crazy in the United States. Like so many people have died. I mean, it is, yeah. it's, it's wild. Yeah. 
It definitely, is, uh, definitely not something that was on my radar. You know, like <laughs> it has been, it's been crazy. Yeah, a lot is uh, a lot's had to shift because of this. It's yeah, it's it's also crazy here. Well, I mean, we're more spread out than the states. I feel like, um, but it's still, it's still a little. It, it's not obviously it's not back to yeah. normal. But, um, so, so you do a lot of like yoga videos and and like challenges online. Yeah, I I actually just released on my uh, YouTube channel. I just made my challenge public. I first had an email list and I would send a video every day for four days and just check in with people, see how they're doing. And then eventually I made it public. So it's on my YouTube now, but it's definitely um, uploading more videos is something I'd really like to, like, I'm actually going to try to film a few videos today. It's so it's, it's just more accessible for people. I know a lot of people don't have the you know, budget for yoga right now, but it's just really important for mental health to get moving oh, to do something. So it's, yeah, and it's also really fun. So, yeah. And what what's your YouTube YouTube channel? Hey, promote yourself, plug, plug it in there. <laughs> <laughs> plug it in. Uh, I don't, I, okay, so I'm under a hundred subscribers, so I can't change the name of my channel. It's Yoga with Caroline. So if you search that, I, I can't, adjust my URL yet. Maybe I'll send it to you over Instagram or something like that. Okay. It's like a bunch of letters and numbers together, but um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it's. So w whenever you're doing, doing like yoga, is it important to have like proper like yoga gear? I, I guess that's the right, right term. Or, or can you like go in and like with like, cause I've seen people work out in, <laughs> in a lot of, crazy things so like whenever you're doing all that movement in yoga and stuff how important is it to have like the proper sort of like gear and you know stuff um, like that? i mean you don't have to like you don't have to have all the expensive like a 200 mat or anything like that like a good mm -hmm. quality mat like like certain ones that are like 10 15 bucks are a little bit thinner so your knees if you've got bad knees you might want to like double it up or get a better mat Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of apparel, I've learned, <laughs> I've learned in the past to have pants that are maybe check to see if they're see-through or not before you leave the house. Like when you squat or yeah. Yeah. do any sort of that, cause that'll really make you feel, <laughs> that'll ruin the class for you basically. <laughs> um, and just like, just nice, just better fitting clothing. If it's a hot yoga class, I wouldn't wear a hoodie or a sweater. Um, but, but. You know, it doesn't have to be super expensive. It's something that you're yeah. comfortable in and something that's gonna keep things in where they should be. And like, just otherwise you're pulling up your pants, the whole yeah. class, yeah. like I've been there before where I was pulling out my pants, the whole class, or like mm. realized there was a hole in the inner thigh. And I'm like, okay, yeah, gotta put a little bit of uh, effort before I go to class. Yeah, like at that point, you you don't wanna leave the class, you know, yeah. like you're just gonna leave the class cause you got, so it's like, Oh man, I'm just gonna get through this embarrassment and not do it again. <laughs> so, so, that, so you started your own fitness apparel line recently. Um, correct me if I pronounce it wrong, but Cyan and Stone is that? Yes, Cyan and Stone. Yep. So, yep. so what made you want to get involved in, in that? Like, how did you? Did you like not like the other stuff that you saw out there and wanted to create your own? So, how did, how did you get involved in that? Yeah, like a bunch of different reasons. So yeah, that was one of them. I, I've been, um, I've bought 
bras that are, you know, from Lululemon's great. Like I've, I've had a couple of their pieces. Um, other pieces from stores that were like five, six bucks that just like got discolored, ripped, <laughs> um, or they're bright pink and they would leak onto my shirt, my white t-shirt, and it'd be like, okay, it's two pieces of clothing ruined right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, same, like, like I had leggings that were completely see-through when I went to class one day and I was like, what is going on? Um, and then, so back when I was doing like blogilates and body rock and things like that for years, I noticed and toned it up. Like I noticed they were selling their own merch and they were selling products in addition to their services. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that'd be really cool to have something tangible or have apparel that made people feel good and feel confident. And so, um, yeah, I just, it was something that was in my mind. I told my friends, I was like, one day I'm going to make leggings or I'm going to sell this and, and, and like people are going to feel good about it. And, um, in addition to, you know, teaching classes and and training people and just kind of, you know, it was in the back of my mind. I didn't know how to start a clothing company at all. Never had my own business. I've always worked for someone. Um, besides training, of course. And then uh, when the pandemic hit, I, like I said, I was supposed to move to Australia and I had all this time. I had some money in my savings from this move that never happened. And so I just decided to sit down and do a bunch of research on like from start to finish on how, how you do it, Mm -hmm. what manufacturers I would use, that sort of thing. So yeah, that's uh, that sounds like that sounds like a lot. So was was the process like difficult, more difficult than you thought at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what did I get myself into? I have an, I have like two notebooks from when I first started and I was like scratching ideas and it looks chaotic if you mm. were to look at it, but to me at the time it made sense. Yeah, yeah. Um I did a lot of googling. Thank God for Google. Um, I asked, I asked a bunch of friends who had their own businesses, like, what were you feeling up until this point? Were you second guessing yourself? It's, um, yeah. And when you're dealing with a material, when you're dealing with something that's tangible, it's like, now you have to find someone to make this or, or are you going to make it or mm-hmm. what materials are you going to use? And, and, and is it going to be ethical or like, you know, what, what do you, what do you want out of this? So it was, it was a process for sure. It took months and months of learning and and I have like a little bit of a business background from college, but mm-hmm. you know, nothing on how to start your own business. Yeah. yeah. So so do you like come up with your own like designs? Like do you draw them out? Like how do you come up with your with your designs for your for your company? So they have um the manufacturer that I work with has like a few set designs and I just picked ones that you know would suit certain like would suit everyone and would make make everyone feel comfortable. So basically, and and stuff that looks like it's functional. And I've actually, I ordered the samples of the pieces that I ended up picking. And um, yeah, I I ended up wearing them for the entire summer. I went hiking, I went, you know, did a bunch of workouts and then went running. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I decided to pick those pieces because there were ones that would withstand like a good workout or some activities. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Was it, was it expensive to like start this? Like, cause I mean, I, I've never, I've never done a clothing line, so I don't, I wouldn't. So was it expensive to get started? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't cheap, but um, you know, and especially like 
there's certain manufacturers I was looking at in the beginning, like, you know, people go can go on AliExpress and get a bra made for $3. But what's the quality going to be like? And so mm -hmm. it just depends. It just depends on who you work with or mm -hmm. what you're willing to invest. You can, you, you don't have to put a bunch of money if you don't want to, but what you're going to get might not be the highest quality. So yeah. I chose a manufacturer that worked with a material made out of econo, which is like a recycled material and durable muscle compression, like even offers UV protection and just super thick and, and something that was going to last, you know what I mean? So yeah. it just depends on, it just depends on what you're wanting what you're willing to invest in. So at the, at the end of the day, you get what you pay for. So, That's I mean, right. You, you can buy That's something right. cheap. You know I mean, it's probably not going to be good quality. It's probably not going to last you long. So when That's I right. spoke to you a little while back, and you and you when I told you about having you on the podcast, and we talked for a little bit, you said it was made from like ocean waste or like what? Like yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's um it's made out of this econo yarn it's called called carvico vita and that's like a like a sporty active wear type of material but the carvico vita is made out of econo yarn which is made out of like you said ocean like ocean waste um like um plat it's not just made out of plastic it's made of recycled or sorry abandoned fishing nets there's plastic um carpet fibers any sort of tool they find and same with landfill waste so Okay. It's yeah, it's woven into this magical fabric. <laughs> is that something that was important to you to see? Like it was made from this material. So that is that what like attracted you to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially like when I was researching the textile industry and the and like the fashion industry, how mm -hmm. fast fashion is really polluting our environment our world and i just i was like you know i need to i need to really do my research and and find something that i stand by and something that i feel good putting out to the world because i don't want to put something out that that's just like made out of whatever you know what i mean yeah. there's too much of that so i just want to kind of shift it and make something that was, or create something that was environmentally friendly. It was, it was important to me. Have, have people been receptive to your, to your clothing line so far or your apparel line? Have they really? Yeah, so far, yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. I have a lot of uh, support from my friends. I actually have a giveaway running that I'm announcing the winner on fr tomorrow, Friday, March the 5th. So but um, I think I want to run a few more because it was really fun. There's a lot of people that have been interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a brand new company, so there's still I still need to, you know, gain the trust of clients yeah, yeah. and Absolutely. be transparent with what I'm doing. Just because, you know, right now I might just look like another brand, but I want people to know what it's all about and yeah. what I'm about and my values. So, so, so what all pieces do you sell? Like leggings bras like shirt like what all types of things do you yeah do you so so far it's leggings and bras and there's okay. other pieces that i'm looking at introducing like maybe a couple of accessories um okay. but right now it's the three pairs of leggings and the three different styles of bras and the three different colors but okay. yeah. so this is something that i've been wondering for a while how did you come up with the name oh like, yeah <laughs> So coming up with a business name is um is is a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. Um, yep. I don't even know the timeline. Um, I have a notepad on my phone with just like a mess of lists of like things that I might use. So 
when I was researching online about starting a business, one of the things in terms of finding a name I found was make lists, make lists, of words that are associated to what you're selling or what your interests are, what you want this to represent. And so I was like, okay, since I'm using an eco-friendly material, this is an eco-friendly brand, what would, what represents this? What could go well with this? And I was like, okay, mother nature. That's, you know. Um, so what are some words associated with <laughs> that broad topic? Um, and so since I lived in California, I lived next to the Pacific Ocean or close to it. And whenever I went to like Malibu or Santa Monica, anything like that, I always felt the ocean always made me feel so clear and just so at ease. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm gonna write down ocean. What words are associated with ocean? Turquoise is too hard to spell. I can't spell it. <laughs> Not a very good business name if no one can spell it. So I was like, okay, so I'll think about that. And then I, and um, I'm actually an hour away from the Rockies which okay. I've been, yeah, which I've been going to since I was a little girl or my parents always took us. And um, I'm a big fan of hiking, being on the side of a mountain. Um, and so I was like, okay, Rockies hold a special place in my heart, always have, always will. What's associated with the Rockies? So trees, certain animals, certain mountain names, so stone. And then I woke up one day and I was like, what's another word for blue? What's another word for turquoise? I was like, cyan. Cyan and stone. I was like, oh, that's Got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> when you know, you just know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just clicked. So it, it took some planning. It took some list making, but eventually it got to it. So yeah. So, so by listening to you talk about it, this is not just something that just popped in your head. It's been something on your mind for, for a while that you wanted to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. You definitely put a lot of thought in into that name. Like that's that's yeah. that's great. So I, I hate when I'm asked this question, but it's a question that, that this I guess is necessary, but it's it's sort of a sort of a hard question to answer. But I'm gonna ask you anyway. So how does your apparel brand differ from like other other brands? Differ from the from the competition? I'll say. Yeah. So. Um, other activewear is made out of synthetic materials like lycra and nylon and that sort of thing. And mm. that takes a lot of energy and crude oil and water and that sort of thing to make. Yeah. Just the, just the materials alone. But, you know, I find that like who's making the actual product, right? It's not just the material. The material is, is, is not incredibly environmentally friendly. But who's also making these these leggings? Like, is it like some places aren't very transparent about that? Mm -hmm. So you know, I we differ, or I differ, sorry, from uh, the other activewear brands with using these um, like recycled materials to make my material. And I also have a contact with the manufacturer. Like, I can I can text them anytime. Okay. And say, hey, like, how's it going? They um, they're really transparent with how they treat their workers. Like so, the people that make my clothing have just nine to five or eight to four, whatever hours they're working. They work eight hours a day. They get a very great wage, and then they go home and they have a great work life balance. And they do a lot of programs within this manufacturer. Like they do a lot of programs for the workers in this manufacturing plant. And 
or factory, I should say, sorry. And um, yeah, I just want people to know that. I want to be really transparent with the fact that who's making my clothing, how it's made. Um, eventually, I'd like to go to Bali to where it's made and, oh, okay. and you know, okay. yeah, do a little tour and be really transparent. And I feel like that a lot of companies aren't really you know, open to mm. their clients or their customers about where things are coming from. And, um, you know, hopefully that starts to shift. So, so this isn't something where like the workers are getting paid like 20 cents a day. No, <laughs> no, no. And, and so that's why, that's why the cost is a little bit, um, I wouldn't say it, it's in the same range as Lululemon and aloe yoga in, in mm. like, and, because the, the product is made in an ethical way and it's made with the type of material that isn't destructive to our environment. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, it was really important for me to have people that are making it be paid mm. fair wages and have a great work-life balance and that type of thing. So that's, that's amazing. I mean, like I said, it's, it's cool that you really like care that much about it. That not only yeah. do you care about your product, you care about, who's making your product mm -hmm. and how it's affecting their, their like life. Like that, that's awesome to hear. Mm -hmm. So like, what, what are, what are some things that you hope to like accomplish? Not this, not only with your, with your clothing brand, but just in, in general, in the future, near uh -huh. future, future, future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I definitely want to go back to taking more private clients with, with my personal training. Um, and I do want to expand my education in terms of yoga, um, you know, maybe take pre postnatal, like something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in the works of making a yoga program, like a certain amount of weeks where I just have a video set for that, for that, for the person for a set amount of weeks each day. And just so people could do it at their own pace. And also, you know, keep teaching online, teach at a studio hopefully warmer weather soon. So teach yoga outside. Um, yeah. And then in terms of the clothing brand, I would really like to expand the collections and what I offer and, you know, fully design my own collection one day. So mm -hmm. that's, so, so you're, you're really into like the apparel thing. Like you, you really hope to have like a big, big sort of company one day to where like, yeah. you have like, athletes and you yeah. know like other other fitness professionals involved in it yeah absolutely that'd be really cool <laughs> so, so do you want to like with your yoga and your other things like do you want to like travel like different places and, and and do that would that be something you would be interested in yeah actually my yoga teacher trainers um were saying there's a cert there's a there's a certain website i can sign up for where I can go there really inexpensive, like a really cheap cost and mm -hmm. teach yoga out there for a little bit. So, I mean, that'd be great to do on a vacation. Um, I'm not sure about traveling though. I, I just moved in with my boyfriend and, and, you know, we're planning a couple like little trips here and there, mm -hmm. but, um, I think, uh, I think long-term travel is, uh, might be on the back burner for a while until I can take them with me, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a mad woman running around, running from country to country, trying to, you know, explore and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I'd really like to have a, have just settled down in Calgary and, and really 
have a good base here and and yeah so so you you mentioned australia a few times that you were gonna move there like why australia i hear australia has like enormous spiders oh i know i i didn't know how i was gonna handle that i was fully prepared to <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I was gonna. I was gonna move to Sydney, so it's gonna be a bigger city, so not as many creepy crawlies. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard. Um, I don't know. I just wasn't happy in in Canada. I wasn't happy at that point in my life. I wasn't doing any training or anything like that. Like I just wasn't sure what to do. Mm. Um, the winter, the first winter back from California, sucked, and so I was like, nope, can't do this anymore. And it's really easy for a Canadian to get a working visa. So you can actually work while you live there for mm. up to three years, depending on your age. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just, yeah, I just decided on a whim to <laughs> to try and move to Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that would be a big, a big change. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I think um, I'm grateful that it didn't end up, ha I mean, I'm, the pandemic has been terrible and yeah, yeah, what yeah. it's done to people in people's lives. And, um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to be in Canada and I'm grateful to that, to have not panned out because, you know, then I would come back here 34 years old, like three years later and be like, okay, so I'm starting all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so are the winters in Canada really that, that cold? They're bad sometimes. Like, it depends. Here, here it's a little bit warmer than three hours north where I'm actually from, Edmonton. Um, it got to be minus 42 a couple days here. Yeah, what? and it was minus 50 for a full week back home. Minus last. 50? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so uh, it, how is that even possible? Like, how I, do you? We were colder than Mars at one point last year. Minus fifty. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! There's, it's it's and there's certain times where it's like there's a full-on snowstorm or there's a bunch of snow on the ground. There's a bunch of accidents going on. Ice on the ground. Driving super uncomfortable. It's 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 pretty when it's sunny and there's mm -hmm. no snow and it's like okay, it's like crisp out can deal with this but um when it gets to be really cold it's like okay this this needs to be over with like right now <laughs> so, so what is it to, to do like what do you guys do for do for fun like is is it like do you obviously when it's minus 50 i don't think you like want to go out to like bars or anything but like normally like what, what do you guys do for like just like regular like obviously you said you like to hike and stuff but yeah that. i did um I mean, there's people here, there's really nice, uh, there's a frozen lake. There's a couple of really nice frozen lakes in the Rockies. I haven't gone yet um, with Evan, but there's uh, there's a lake that freezes over and you could, I think it's Abraham Lake, and you could see bubbles, frozen bubbles underneath the surface of the ice. And you oh. can just go skating around. There's a frozen ice um, castle in Lake Louise. So there's a couple of like cute things to do. Um, I like cross country skiing. I didn't get to do it this year. Um, you do sledding. Uh, I did a winter hike not too long ago, which was really pretty. Saw a frozen waterfall, but um, yeah, there's some things to do. Stay in, have wine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things. Uh, yeah, yeah, and snack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some uh, I have some winter snack weight I need to work off here pretty soon. <laughs> 
was it a big adjustment for you to go when you lived in LA to go from like Canada to like Los Angeles? Because I mean, that's one of the biggest, biggest, fastest cities in the United States. It, it I was scared to drive on the freeway for about a week. Um, and then I just did it and, and it was it was fine. Like the driving part is mm. I don't understand how some parts of it get so congested that there's traffic and there's like no accidents. Like yeah. so that part, I never got used to the part where, okay, downtown LA is 20 minutes away from where I am, but it's gonna take me an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> yeah. So that that part was a little uh I, I don't miss that part. Um you know, I miss the beach and that kind of thing. That was really mm. cool to have close by. Um heat. Never had to use my snow brush, never had to scrape ice off my windshield. That was that those are those were really good adjustments. <laughs> those, yeah. were, those were things I got used to really quickly. Um, but yeah, just everything's pretty spread out over there and mm. pretty expensive. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like um, you know, I had at least two, three roommates at all times. At one point, I had four. It's just so expensive there. It's mm -hmm. beautiful, but it's just yeah. really, really expensive. So. How's Arkansas? Um, Arkansas weather is is very is difficult. One day it'll be sunny and beautiful weather. The next day it'll be raining, storming. Like mm -hmm. around this time of year, uh, close to spring, it's it's like tornado season. So we oh, have like wow. yeah yeah, it's 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 rough. Like I'll wait, and then pollen is really bad. It's gonna oh, yeah. get around like April and May. Pollen gets really bad, and then it gets like to 100 degrees for like three months. Yeah. Oh my. So can you Arkansas, even like? Weather in the south is. is, is rough. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, we have. Um, it kind of sounds like our weather. Like right now, we have snow mold because everything's melting. So I'm like completely itchy, congested. And same with the spring, like the whole pollen and everything like that. But we, in the summertime, we get some pretty severe thunderstorms, just kind of like you do. Oh, I think you got out. Yeah, so we lost connection for a second. Uh, yeah, I was like, hello. Yeah, that was, that was uh, yeah. All right, so I'm 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 back. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I needed to stop the camera or not. I was like, mm, I'll just stick around. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's crazy weather. We get um. I don't know if you heard me, but we we have snow mold right now. Just like everything that sits under the snow just goes yeah. out into the air, and then we get the pollen too. And okay. we have a couple of severe thunderstorms in the springs no summer sorry so so what are y'all summers like what, what what does the temp get up to mm, i think we got to 34 degrees celsius i don't know what that is yeah i'm, I'm gonna have to get on, get on my conversion thing and, yeah and there's uh let me let me see there's uh there's a weird equation to trans or to convert celsius to fahrenheit and um it doesn't make sense it never made sense to me <laughs> I always used kilometers and Celsius when, even when I was in the States, people were like, yeah, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. So it's 93 degrees. Okay. okay. So that, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty normal. Yeah. 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 I mean, we get, there was one summer where it rained the whole summer, basically. Um, mosquitoes are pretty bad. 
Um, yeah, it gets really hot, especially in our condo, but um, we're, we're really looking forward to summer. That's the thing I love about summer is that everybody's out. Everyone's mm -hmm. doing something because we only get two, three months of really yeah. nice weather before it starts to get all gross again. So yeah. Because yeah. when I think of Canada, like I immediately think of like snow, like snow, mountains, and hockey. Like that's what I think. <laughs> well, yeah, hockey. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're right. You're right. Snow six months out of the year in some parts. Uh, Vancouver just rains all yeah, the time yeah. in the winter time. But here, here we get a we get quite a bit of snow. So, but it's beautiful. And yeah, got the mountains and hockey. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caroline, thank you so much for joining me. Really enjoyed. It's really. Me. really like everything you got going on and Thanks. hope everything uh you know works for you. And Thank you. Definitely be in touch, see how see how things are going. Yeah, for sure. It was great. Uh, thank you for having me on. It was great to finally talk to you after like exchanging, you know, messages for a few years about like training yeah. and that sort of thing and being being in close touch since then. So Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about like yeah. this industry. You meet people like in different groups and stuff and like yeah. network and stuff like that. So absolutely. Yeah, it's been yeah, it was really cool. I've met a lot of cool people on Instagram through like fitness and different fitness accounts Maybe, and hashtags. Yeah, different different certifications and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. Awesome. yeah, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. I can't wait to keep in touch and keep you updated. <laughs> All right. Well you have a good weekend. Thanks, you too. Take care. It's Caroline Gora, personal trainer, yoga instructor, and uh, has her own fitness apparel line. That was this episode. So if you enjoyed it, like, subscribe, share, and uh, root for the Sixers. All right, guys. See y'all later.